0: So if you could choose one way that you would like God to bless your life, what would you choose? How would you want God to show you his grace? Some of us might choose what a man named Jack got on Christmas Day 20 years ago. He won $314.9 million in a multi multi-state Powerball game, and at the time, it was the biggest jackpot in American history. Jack thought that that was a a great blessing, and after he won the money, he said, I've been blessed all my life. I would like to thank God for letting me pick the right numbers. The first thing I'm going to do is to make a donation to three churches for 10% of this check, and that would have been 17 million dollars. But are we the one to rightly choose? Blessing for ourselves. Listen to what happened to Jack in the years following his big jackpot win. And all these are headlines from newspapers. Three men burglarized his home as one of his acquaintances lay dead inside. Next, a female worker at Tri-State Racetrack and Gaming accused him of assault and battery and asked the jury to award her an undisclosed amount of money. Next, Jack was charged with driving drunk and with trying to hit the manager of a bar. Next, someone stole $100,000 from his Lincoln Navigator while it was parked outside his home. Next, the manager of the Pink Pony Strip Club and his girlfriend drugged Jack and stole a briefcase with $545,000 from his Lincoln Navigator parked outside. The money was recovered. And finally, Jack was taken to jail on charges of drunken driving and carrying a pistol after he drove his Hummer into a concrete median. So much for Jack's blessing. Now, I know what you're thinking. You're thinking, well, if I were Jack, I would be better. I would do better with that money. Well, would we? Who knows? But the story reminds me of this. I think it's best for all of us. If we submit to the Lord and to the way He chooses to bless us with His grace in our lives. That's what we're going to see in the scriptures as we come to it this morning. From Luke chapter 1, if you have your Bibles, we heard part of the passage read already this morning. But if you'll turn to the gospel of Luke chapter 1, and we'll begin reading in verse 26. When you've found your place, please stand so that we can hear read together. The Word of the Living God. Luke chapter 1, beginning in verse 26, this is the Word of the Lord. In the sixth month, the angel Gabriel was sent from God to a city of Galilee named Nazareth, to a virgin betrothed to a man whose name was Joseph, Let it be to me according to your word, and the angel departed from her. Let's pray together. Father in heaven, how we thank you for your word. We thank you that the story, the most important story in all of history, is recorded here for us. We pray now that as we come to your word and listen to your story, that you, Holy Spirit, would be at work in us. Open our eyes to see truth, our hearts to understand it. Inspire our wills to choose to live according to your word. We pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Thank you. You May be seated. Let's talk first this morning about God choosing his blessing for our lives The angel Gabriel delivers this message of blessing, quote unquote, to Mary. Mary could have never expected or imagined this because this message told to her by the angel of an event that was completely unique in human history and an event that will never again be repeated. It's a blessing that Mary might not have chosen for herself. Nevertheless, Gabriel brings Mary a message of grace. Look again in verse 28. He says to her, greetings, O favored one. In this word, O favored one, it's actually a verb, Greek form of the word charis. And, And charis in Greek means grace. And so this word means to endow with grace. And so we could translate Gabriel's words like this. Mary, you... Have been graced. The Lord can, the, uh, Gabriel continues, and he says, The Lord is with you. Little word, with, preposition, but it's so powerful because as it's used here, it refers to supportiveness. It means to be with someone, to stand by someone, to help someone. And so here's more grace the promise to Mary. Of the the support and the help and the presence of the Lord with her. Well, what's Mary's response to this unexpected grace? Look in verse 29. It says there that Mary was greatly troubled. And she tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. And so Mary is confused. She's perplexed. She tries to reason her way out of this message. What could it all mean so why is Mary confused and perplexed could it be that God is blessing her life that God is gracing her life in a way that is not expected if we think about Mary and her world and if Mary were like other young Jewish girls in her time She probably would have expected that if God was looking for someone to grace, then he would have gone straight to the grand house of the high priest and found a daughter there who was rich and refined and beautifully dressed. That's where they thought God's blessing was to lie. To Mary's mind, a girl like Mary was, she would not be one to receive the blessing and grace from God. Not like this, anyway. In verse 48, a little later, she says that God has been mindful of the humble state of his servant. And so Mary knew her station in life was humble. It was unpretentious. And so there's this mystery about God's grace to Mary. What is God's grace that someone like me could receive it? Well, the angel continues. You will be with child and give birth to a son and give his name Jesus. And he goes on to tell her that he'll be a king in the line of David. And his kingdom will have no end. He'll reign forever and ever. So Mary hears that she's to be the mother of a king. And so somehow all this grace is unexpected. To Mary, it seems improbable, probably more than that. To Mary, it seems impossible. But of course, God knows human response to his grace, doesn't he? It's why we call it Amazing Grace, one of our favorite songs. It's so difficult for us to comprehend. And so God tells Gabriel, tell Mary this, for nothing will be impossible with God. God will choose the blessing for our lives. And so let's continue this morning. When God has made that choice, when God has decided how he'll grace us, how he'll bless us, what should our response be? Well, look in verse 38. Mary responds to this unexpected grace by humbly saying, Behold, I'm the servant of the Lord. And then Mary with all her unanswered questions, with all her uncertainties, makes this statement and and out of this whole passage. It's, It's one of my favorite. It's the most powerful to me and it's the one above all else that I want to emulate in my life. And I hope you'll want to emulate it as well. Mary says these words, let it be to me according to your word. Let it be to me according to your word. Whatever God's grace is, whatever it looks like, however God deems best to display it or to work it out in her life, Mary says, let it be that way to me. And that's a bold statement to make. But it's what having the grace of God intersect with our life requires. When God graces, when God blesses, we say, Let it be to me according to your word. So what does that look like? Mary proclaims it boldly. Lord, your will, your way. Well, having heard from Gabriel the declaration of this blessing, Mary has to begin to live out this blessing in her life, doesn't she? And so she's got to live out in in a world this grace of God to people in whose eyes she must appear to be a young girl of questionable morals because she is pregnant and she's not married. And how do you explain that the child you carry is the son of God? Would anyone around her who had not been visited by an angel have faith to believe Mary's story and that her child really was the child of God? Or did her claim only add to her already questionable reputation, that Mary might be a little bit off up here? Or did Mary try to explain it at all? Maybe she just treasured all these things in her heart, as Scripture says, and thought about them quietly. Anyway, carrying a child in your womb and a truth in your heart that no one understands and that draws whispers behind your back, is that what You can expect when you're graced by God, highly favored, blessed. Let it be to me according to your word. And then there's the birth of Christ. And this government-ordered 90-mile trip, possibly during the rainy season, on the back of a donkey, When you're nine months pregnant, not comfortable or pleasant for Mary, is this what to expect from God's grace and favor and blessing? Let it be to me according to your word. And then there was no room for them in the inn or anywhere else in Bethlehem. Why not? Mary and Joseph would have been related to all those who had traveled Along with them to Bethlehem. Because that's where they all had descended from. From the line of David. Was there no compassion? No kindness to be found in any heart. No one to say, Mary, here you take my place. No. Is this what you expect? From grace and favor and blessing. Let it be to me according to your word. Does delivering your baby in a smelly stable and laying him in an animal's feeding trough equal highly favored? Is this what to expect from the grace and blessing of the Lord? Let it be to me according to your word. And while she's with the baby, a group of shepherds show up to look at him. You really couldn't get any lower than shepherds. Dirty, distrusted, not even allowed to worship in the temple. And their testimony in court was inadmissible because they were considered nothing but liars. And yet they're the ones who come and visit the baby. Dirty, smelly shepherds looking at her child. Is this what grace looks like? Is this what it means to be blessed and favored? Let it be to me according to your word. And then eight days later, when you present your baby at the temple, and a man named Simeon comes up and takes the baby out of your arms and holds him and says these words, This child is destined to cause the falling and the rising of many in Israel and to be a sign that will be spoken against so that the thoughts of many hearts will be revealed and a sword will pierce your own soul too. Your son, a sign spoken against, a sword piercing your own soul. Is grace that painful? Is this what it means to be blessed and highly favored and graced by God? Let it. Be to me according to your word. For the last three years of his life, his enemies sought a way to kill her son. Jesus knew it, the apostles knew it, they wrote about it in scripture. Surely Mary knew it too. Is that what grace feels like? Wondering when your son would be killed? Let it be to me according to your word. And then John records this in his gospel in chapter 19. Near the cross of Jesus stood his mother. And so there was Mary at the foot of the cross watching her beaten, thorn-crowned son be crucified. And as the sword went through his side, she felt it go through her heart as well. Is this what it means to be graced? To be blessed? Let it be to me. According to your word. So how did Mary get through these difficulties? It's her faith. Mary believed. Mary knew that she knew that she knew that she knew. that The child she carried was the son of God. And so Mary said herself. Oh how I praise the Lord. How I rejoice in God my savior. For he. The mighty one. Is Holy. And he's done great things for me. His mercy goes on from generation to generation to all who fear him. His mighty arm does tremendous things. He has not forgotten his promise to be merciful. For he promised our ancestors, Abraham and his children, to be merciful to them forever. So don't miss the point. It isn't Mary's iron will. It isn't her determination that carried her through life, it was her faith that God had come to her, that God had spoken His truth to her, that God was with her, that God had blessed her life with the joy of being the mother of a baby, and then a boy, and then a man like Jesus. That faith did not necessarily make it any easier, it just made her life meaningful and complete so that mary could say let it be to me according to your word the grace the favor the honor the blessing that all comes from being part of fulfilling god's plan no matter what that feels like it's good it's good because you know what god is good do you believe that god is good And Scripture said His will is good and pleasing and perfect. And He gives His grace to accomplish that will. And so here we are on Christmas Day. And we see that Christmas is all about God doing the unexpected. God doing the surprising. God doing the mysterious when He touches and graces human life and that means your life and it means my life his grace his blessing and our lives that's his decision but remember this God has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavenly places is that not unbelievable And so for you and me, life with Christ is exciting. The works of His grace, they're often other than we would expect, maybe other than we would ask for, but by His grace, you and I submit to that work. More than that, we get excited about it. We look forward to it with great expectation because Christ is with us and because His plan for us is perfect. And so you and I can say in full faith, let it be to me according to your word. Are you brave enough to say it? Let it be to me according to your word. Let's pray. Father, we ask because we know we can't do it on our own. We ask for the strength of your spirit to enable us to join our voices with Mary as we live every day of our lives saying, let it be to me according to your word. Father, we pray because you are good and gracious that that proclamation will hold no fear for us because we trust you to know what's best and to do what's best and to bless us and to grace us in the way that you choose. And so we submit to your will. In Jesus' name, amen.